Hi everyone, welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. We now know more about the passengers on the boat that crashed near Point Loma. David Hernandez will join us with the details. Then Steve Breen will share his sunny forecast for 2021. First, the news. San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria has included $10 million in grants, loans, and incentives for small businesses in his proposed budget for the new fiscal year. Gloria said Tuesday that the aid will help rev up San Diego's economy as the city emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic. Businesses and nonprofits must prove they have been impacted by COVID-19 to apply, but city officials said in April that they're working through the specific eligibility and logistic of the grants, which will be handled by the San Diego Foundation. The funding is possible because of the $306 million in aid that San Diego will receive as part of the American Rescue Plan. The Marine Corps Inspector General was suspended last week amid an ongoing probe into last summer's fatal sinking of an assault amphibious vehicle off the coast of San Diego. Major General Robert Castelvi becomes the highest-ranking officer to face discipline in the ongoing investigations into the disaster, which claimed the lives of nine service members. General David Berger ordered the suspension Monday, pending the outcome of the probe, according to a Marine spokesman. A boat carrying more than two dozen people crashed near Point Loma on Sunday, killing three and injuring more than two dozen. The captain of the suspected smuggling attempt is now in custody. Reporter David Hernandez has an update on the story. David, first things first, I want to get this right. Um, You know, we had reported at least three people. I had also seen four on the website. So was it three or four people who died? And, and, And why has there been confusion there? Yeah, so today we know that it uh, was three people who were killed. And uh, that, of course, may change depending on how others recover at a hospital. Um, However, the confusion was based on information that uh, different agencies provided. Um, So, for example, uh, lifeguards had said three people died at the scene. And then we also confirmed with UCSD, a medical center, that one patient had died there. But it turns out that only two people died at the scene. So that puts us um, at three, including two people who died at the scene and one who died at uh, UCSD Medical Center. Thanks for clarifying that. You learned more about the victims um, yesterday. Who, Who were they? What can you tell us about them? Yeah, and we're still getting more information even today. Um, We actually uh, have their names, so um, we'll be reporting them in a story today. Uh, They were all adults, uh, two women and a man. And um, I should clarify that I'm talking about the victims who died. Uh, Two men, uh, sorry, two women and a man. And all three were from Mexico and all three uh, drowned and also suffered some uh, traumatic head injuries that contributed to their death, according to the medical examiner's office. And um, in terms of uh, the overall group that was packed into this boat, um, we know that most were from Mexico, Mexican nationals. And uh, the group also included uh, one person from uh, Guatemala and a 16-year-old unaccompanied boy. And uh, as far as the captain goes, we know that he's a US citizen and his name hasn't been released yet, but uh, we are keeping an eye out for it. And we're also looking for what charges he may face. Uh, So we're looking out for a a complaint 
that in, would include the charges that he that he faces. What happened to the ship's passengers who were rescued? Where are they now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and we're still trying to uh, determine that exactly, but we know some of them still remained in the hospital, at least as of yesterday. Um, and others, uh, it appears, were still in custody um, and being processed, as uh, Border Patrol officials call it. Um, and we don't know exactly whether they will be returned to Mexico or how quickly, if so, uh, they will be returned. Um, so we're trying to sort that all out. We know from the um, uh, Mexican consulate in San Diego that they were working with authorities to kind of help coordinate that in some ways. Um, and you mentioned the boat's captain. Uh, from your story, I know he was treated in a hospital before being turned over to ICE. What is expected to happen now, and, and what might the charges be? Or will there be charges? Yeah, so uh, we do expect charges uh, to be brought forward, um, in this case by the U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, since he likely would face federal criminal charges. Um, usually cases like this where it involves a human smuggling it, it is handled in federal court. So we are looking there for any complaints that may be filed against this person. Um, like I mentioned, uh, his name wasn't released. We do know he's a US citizen. So he likely uh, wouldn't be held in like immigration custody uh, and therefore would also be uh, charged uh, somewhat soon, we think. So we're keeping an eye out for what charges he may face. Do you think the passengers will face legal consequences? That's a great question. And I, I think it's one that's somewhat com complex. Um, so uh, sometimes they, it depends on, I, I think it, it's a case by case basis situation. So um, oftentimes some may be granted asylum or at least be given the opportunity uh, to request asylum. Um, depending on where they're from, for example, or what uh, led them to, you know, uh, venture on this journey. So uh, it really depends, and I it can't give a specific answer uh, until we know more about them and, and their situations. You actually tracked down a couple of the witnesses who jumped in to assist with the rescue, two veterans and um, one other person. You know, who were, who were these men and how, how did they help? Yeah, so we know now that this entire tragic situation unfolded uh, just off the coast by the Cabrillo National Monument tide pools where there were uh, several families there on you know, a Sunday morning in this case. And uh, many, uh, many of the families who were there, um, sorry, let me say that again. So among them were um, a Navy sailor and a former Navy sailor, and they pretty much just jumped into action. So one of them was pulling people as they came uh, ashore, while one of them, um, actually a Navy crewman, uh, swam out to people and helped um, help bring them over to debris so that they could cling on until lifeguards came and, and rescued them. And he was working with another man who we weren't able to identify. Um, so our story today includes information from, from those two witnesses. Um, again, a, a Navy crewman and a former Navy sailor. 
as well as other witnesses, um, actually assemble, assemblyman uh, Chris Ward was there with his family as well. And he kind of described how he saw this boat tear apart um, as it was smashed um, up against the reef. So, um, you know, he called it a very horrific thing to witness. So uh, very dramatic for sure for people who had to witness this. And what questions are still outstanding? What, what story are you working on today? So I'm definitely uh, following up with another reporter on what charges uh, this uh, captain may face and also trying to get any more information through various sources about the people who were killed. Since now we have their names, we may be able to track down a little bit more about where exactly they came from in Mexico and um, any more information about their lives. So we're trying to track down information about that. Let's turn to opinion. Steve Breen is our editorial cartoonist. Steve, let's talk about a couple of um, recent cartoons from you. One is, uh, I guess, your forecast. Your forecast of 2020 versus 2021. 2020 says doom. It shows, you know, stormy weather. 2021 bloom in the field. It sort of says economy. What sort of inspired that? And yeah, what are your what are your hopes for this 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 year? I guess what inspired that was how quickly life goes. And it wasn't that long ago that we were in May of 2020 and things really were scary. You know, it, 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 we didn't live through the Great Depression, but it felt we had a little taste of it. Remember living back then with everything shutting down and all these job layoffs everywhere. It was, it was really frightening. So um, now here we are and the economy is poised for this major rebound and uh, Every time you you know look at the paper or, or read the news, there's some kind of uh, good news for the economy. Um, you know, not not good news for every sector of society because there's still people hurting. But just in, t in kind of um, cold economic terms, things are really doing pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've already seen a big change. It's nice to see things opening up as well. Um, well, so another, you know, speaking of things opening up in order to get there, um, we do need people to get vaccines. And so another one of your cartoons from this weekend uh, shows a big long line of people waiting to get vaccines, which I guess we haven't seen a lot of recently. But the caption says free Padres tickets with every vaccination was genius. <laughs> what were you thinking there? That's another twofer where you take two stories, the, uh, the over supply of vaccines or, or vaccine demand um, being less than vaccine supply, right? Uh, and then Padres tickets being hard to come by because uh, of limited capacity and they're doing so well, everyone wants Padres tickets. So I just, I just kind of put them together. What's an incentive that you could get people to go get vaccines? Yeah, love and it. Originally when I drew that cartoon, I had a big crowd of people uh, in front of the vaccine station and my editor said that we needed to socially distance them. So that's why I did that serpentine line. Mm, makes sense. Uh, yeah, maybe they should just give out vaccines at the stadium. You know, your social distancing. <laughs> you okay, get your jab I'll, before I'll, you, you get in. Uh, uh, or a bobblehead, it's a bobblehead uh, nurse. And she has like a little uh, needle. <laughs> you know how they get bobbleheads at the stadium? And, and yeah. then the bobblehead could, could stab you with the vaccine. There you go. Yeah. I mean, DIY shots. We're, we're probably almost there. Okay, well, um, and, and so Steve, well, before I wrap up, 
So what are you working on this week? What's catching your attention so far? Um, I, I, uh, I'm uh, going crazy with the way uh, Republicans are trying to, or some Republicans, uh, the MAGA crowd is trying to paint uh, uh, Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney as these unhinged, uh, out of touch um, political figures uh, who, you know, who are irresponsible and, and don't speak for America. I think that Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney are exactly the type of politicians we need. Um, uh, they are uh, measured and responsible and treat their fellow, uh, their fellow uh, congressmen and, and senators with respect. Uh, so I'd like to see more of that type of uh, behavior. Um, so I'm doing something on that. And then I'd like to do something on Disney reopening. Mm -hmm. um, uh, something on, uh, what else? What else? I have my list right here. Um, uh, oh, UFOs. I may have mentioned that last time we talked. Uh, UFO, no, I don't think so. UFOs are in the news because right. of these, these military uh, vid videos. Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, a sad story is the, the Panga boat in, uh, at uh, Cabrillo Point. Maybe a comment on that and how that's uh, an increasingly difficult issue. You can find Steve's cartoons online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com slash opinion. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.